Asia Pacific Currents. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest、uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at nine o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, good morning, listeners, and that's right. It's Asia Pacific Currents, and、uh, you're listening to PMRO, and I'll be your host for this morning. Giselle is on a well-deserved break for the weekend, so、um, but she'll be back.、Uh, Next week for、um, Asia Pacific Currents, as usual.、Um, so, first of all,、um, thanks to、um, Annie for another very good program of Solidarity Breakfast, and I really liked that、uh, that song. It was a very nice way to、um, ease in. That was、uh, the Stiletto Sisters. I have to say, I've never heard of of them uh, uh, singing. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. So,、um, yes, that was very nice. I actually enjoyed that. So,、um, great. But you're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. Brought to you by Australia Asia Workerlings every Saturday morning at nine a.m. here on your favourite community radio station, Three CR Radio. And、um, of course, if you want to get in touch with Australia Asia Workerlings, you can go to our website, all the W's dot A A W L dot org dot. AU, or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and、um, we'll、uh, and you'll find many more stories that we bring today. So,、um, just a reminder, given that you are listening to 3CR Radio and Radio Sun was only a few weeks ago,、um, that's been a great response、um, to the Radio Sun. But we are still looking for a little bit of money. We actually almost got to our、uh, our target of sixteen hundred. I think we're about seventy five percent of the way. There. I know there's a couple of you that have uh, uh, promised, but haven't quite donated yet. So、um, we're certainly happy to still accept your dollars. And、um, on today's、um, radio program, we're going to have the usual roundup of、uh, of news stories. But in the second half of the of the program, we'll be talking to Jerome Small, who's an AWL member, who's also a member of、uh, Socialist Alternative, and also a very very long time Labour. Activist about the ongoing Ansel dispute in Sri Lanka, and he's organising a international solidarity project or campaign on this for AWL. So it's a very interesting um, uh, issue, and now、uh, you'll hear all about it about somewhere around uh, uh, quarter past nine o'clock. But、uh, stay stay tuned, and how you can get involved into this campaign. But、um, We'll go straight to our first、uh, news item for for the morning, and we go to Afghanistan,、um, and、um, where foreign forces are actually leaving Afghanistan after an occupation and war lasting twenty years. The USA military and support countries like Australia are leaving Afghanistan. Now,、um, Afghanistan has been in constant in a constant series of conflicts since the Soviet Union sent its forces across the border in December 1979 to prop up the then Afghan government, which was being riven apart by internal conflicts. 
Now, in these four decades, um, war has uh, really been a constant, and hundreds of thousands of Afghan people have been killed, with many millions more becoming refugees or internally displaced. The country is now awash with military hardware, is one of the main exporters of heroin in the world. There are armed insurgents all over the country, while the government is characterised by corruption and riven by internal tensions itself. The, um, after this pullout, um, really the future for workers, their families and communities looks very grim at the moment. So our solidarity for them and, and we hope that after 40 years of uh, conflict, uh, um, the future will be more peaceful. Um, nearby, in the neighbouring country, um, there are workers taking action. And uh, we go to Iran, where this week thousands of workers in Iran's oil and gas sector went on a strike in protest over low wages and shoddy working conditions. Reports indicate that workers in the following, in the following cities of uh, Tehran, Kangan, Behbahan, Gaksaharan, Bushra, Abadan and Ishfahan all have taken industrial action. The strike action was called by the Iranian Contract All Workers Union and uh, was set to last a number of days for this week. The main demand um, sen- main demands centre on better wages, the respect of uh, occupational health and safety regulations, secure employment contracts and the rights for workers to organise freely. It's really a demand that's uh, the same all over the world, um, really, as many uh, uh, listeners would know. Now, interestingly enough, the General Union of Iraqi Oil and Gas Workers, I next door, put out a statement expressing its solidarity with the Iranian workers. And given the tensions between these two countries, it's fantastic that such uh, solidarity was uh, quickly and freely given. Hey, this is Nick Rampignal. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. It's just on uh, 7 past 9 o'clock. You're, of course, listening to Asia Pacific Currents, uh, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links here on 3CR Radio. And um, we now go to Palestine, where since the middle of last week, protests and demonstrations by thousands of Palestinians have broken out throughout the West Bank, calling for the dismissal of the Palestinian president, uh, well, the Palestinian Authority president, Mahmoud Abbas, and his government. The spark for this outpouring of anger was the killing of Niza Banat, a 43-year-old former Fatah official and well-known critic of the Palestinian Authority. Um, he, d- he died while in custody of the Palestinian security forces. He died within a day of his detention and the post-mortem revealed that he was severely beaten while in custody. The recent anti-eviction protests across Palestine uh, once again exposed the political powerlessness of President Abbas' administration and their collaboration with the Israeli state. Palestinians are now coming out in, in mass to protest against the political and economic corruption of the Palestinian Authority and calling for their resignation. And at the same time, the, the fight against the evictions by the Israeli government is continuing and overnight they were made um, 
major mass protest in Jerusalem again. So there are there there are twin, triple struggles uh, by the Palestinian uh, people going on at the same time. Um, for our fourth uh, item, we now go to um, we go all the way to East Asia to Korea, where amid a continuing COVID nineteen wave, last week thousands of members of the Korean Health and Medical Workers Union, the KHM. KHMU stage a mass rally in front of the Ministry of Health and Welfare. The workers uh, were demanding that more workers be employed within the hospital sector uh, on secure contracts, better working conditions and a strengthening of public health care. In addition, they are calling on the government to institute an industry-level collective bargaining so as to standardise conditions and wages across the country. The KHMU uh, also then called uh, or added their call to a growing number of unions calling for a general strike in, um, in South Korea for September 1st. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Continuing with our labour updates for the week, we go to India where more workers are mobilising. Over uh, Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, an estimated 150,000 steel workers in India went on a 24-hour strike after negotiations over a new wage deal became deadlocked. On top of a reasonable wage increase, unions are also calling for more secure employment contracts, a better pension scheme, a COVID compensation payment, uh, given that uh, unions estimated that at least 600 steel workers have died uh, this year from COVID-19 that they contracted at the workplace, an end to harassment of labour organisers and no more privatisation of uh, public uh, steel works. Um, At this stage, there has not been any further progress on negotiations and employers have not budged or responded to this strike. So um, keep fighting, uh, comrades. That's uh, our only um, message to you and well done. For our last um, item, we go to Lebanon, where this week large-scale protests and clashes occurred in the northern Lebanese city of Tripoli as people um, came out to protest against corruption and the ongoing economic situation that continues to worsen. This is obviously a story that um, we've really covered over the last couple of years. The Lebanese pound has continued to lose value, leading to an increase in prices, while petrol and other fuels continue to remain scarce. Electricity is now very erratic all over the country, leading to further disruption, including serious effects on the country's health system. There is still no um, effective government in Lebanon since the um, explosion at the 
port in August of last year, so basically 11 months. Um, while pressure is mounting um, from financial institutions for fuel subsidies to be slashed, a change that will have a dramatic effect given that half of the country's population is already below the poverty line. So um, really Lebanon is another country where our sisters and, and brothers are, are really um, facing a grim a grim situation um, with uh, uh, not very clear uh, ways out, out there and, and we hope that the organising efforts are continuing to be able to um, uh, to develop uh, a much better way out and to make sure that uh, workers and their families, their communities get a living wage and they can re-establish, redevelop all the essential services in the country, stop the corruption and the, the wealth accumulation of the elites in Lebanon. It's um, just on 13 uh, past 9 o'clock. Uh, my name is Pierre Morrow. You've just, uh, we've, I've, yeah, we, I've just finished the labour updates for the, for the, for the region and um, you're listening to 3CR Radio, your favourite community radio station. We'll go to a couple of community announcements and then we'll be back with the interview with uh, Jerome Small about the, the uh, campaign to support uh, Ansel workers in Sri Lanka and also in other parts of, um, of Asia. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3CR.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent. Hi, I'm Jacob from the Friday Rave and I'm also on 3CR's Committee of Management. Now, the community of passionate people that founded 3CR a long time ago made some tough decisions. For a start, they committed themselves and a growing community of listeners to back their vision of owning our station and, in doing so, remaining independent of the government and corporate influence. They did this by fundraising, brick by brick, with working bees, door knocks, on-air drives and all the rest of it. You've all been there. Now, their commitment has kept 3CR on air for over 40 years. That's a long time even in my life. But now, we need your commitment to keep this great thing going. Now you can subscribe online at 3cr.org.au or phone us at the station on 9419 8377 or even stop me on the bloody street if you see me at some rally or other and ask me for a membership form. You need to become a member of Melbourne Radical Radio and subscribe. It's just on... um 
now what's the um, on fifteen past nine o'clock? Sorry, I, I got uh, confused. We've got two clocks here, and only one of them is right. And um, that's right. It's quarter past nine o'clock. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents, uh, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links here on your favourite community radio station, Three CR Radio. And um, it's a it's a pleasure to have uh, uh, with us uh, Jerome Small, who is a a member of Australia Asia Workerlings, as well as a member of Socialist Alternative, as well as a very, very long-time Labor activist. Good morning, Jerome. Good morning, Pierre. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. That's all right, and I hope you're well as well. Now, um, just to, um, we're going to talk about the uh, Ansel dispute affecting Sri Lankan workers and how this has uh, ramification for other workers. But just for our listeners, do you want to just give us a, a quick update at the origins of this um, dispute? Yeah, so probably a, a bunch of people listening uh, would remember back in the uh, sort of mid 2010s, there was an issue uh, with Ansel in Sri Lanka. Now, Ansel, um, as people may know, um, are a Melbourne-based multinational corporation. They used to make condoms. They sold off that business quite a while ago, and nowadays they are one of the world market leaders in personal protective equipment, so PPE. So obviously they've you know had boom times in the last year, which we'll get onto in a bit. But um, in the 90, early 1990s, I think it was, they set up in Sri Lanka. Um, the workers there um, organised in what was meant to be a union-free, uh, free so-called free trade zone. Um, and, you know, through some absolutely heroic struggles in which at least one worker was killed by the cops in uh, the strike in 1994, uh, but the workers succeeded in organising, um, won decent conditions, paid time off, um, you know, 20% wage rise, union rights, all the rest of it. So for a couple of decades, they um, they really stood out as, you know, a, a decently, as a well-unionised uh, uh, place in a particular free trade zone on the outskirts of Colombo. In 2012 into 2013, uh, management um, went on a bit of a union-busting drive in Ansel in, uh, well, across the world, actually, in Malaysia, in Brazil, and also in Sri Lanka. And in 2013, the company uh, basically provoked a dispute, um, sacked 11 leaders of the union in a Sri Lankan factory, and then when the whole plant walked out on strike, um, the company proceeded to sack more than 300 workers. And people might remember in 2015, it was a very long-running and bitter dispute. In 2015, there was a, a protest here in Melbourne outside of Ansel headquarters where uh, trade unionists uh, protested in solidarity uh, with the workers still in dispute in Sri Lanka. Industrial, the Global Union Federation, lodged a dispute with the OECD. So combination of things, but, you know, the, the pressure of Australian unions was really important in finally, in 2016, getting some sort of settlement signed. Now, <laughs> people might be thinking, OK, that was five years ago. Why are we still hearing about it now? And the thing is that though... Uh, most, like the overwhelming majority of the workers who were sacked in that 2013 dispute have been re-employed. Um, uh, well, yeah, the, the let, let me guess that the union organisers haven't been employed. I know, remarkable, hard to believe, but yes, that is actually the case. And um, they wrote to a bunch of Australian unionists and it found its way to 
Australia Asia Work Links last year, saying, hey, look, um, we're actually still in need of solidarity. So, um, yeah, so activists from Australia Asia Work Links, uh, you know, met up with them and got the story and then started investigating a bit further. And, of course, what we found was, um, and it's no great secret, like the, the personal protective equipment industry is... Um, an industry which is riddled with forced labour. So uh, Malaysia is um, like about two-thirds of the world's medical gloves come from Malaysia. And the business model of uh, basically all of the companies there, including Ansel and its major suppliers, like it buys a lot of gloves from other producers, their business model is one based on uh, indentured, well, debt-bonded, migrant labour. So uh, workers from Nepal or Bangladesh, say, will pay $5,000, which is a huge amount of money. Um, And then um, that will get them a job and then they'll have to work incredibly long hours and live in very overcrowded and unsanitary, uh, oftentimes company accommodation, in order to pay that debt off. And that's, you know, that's actually the definition of debt bondage, which is one of the main forms of modern slavery so 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 jerome just mm. to summarize uh, just for the for the listeners so you know you really started um you got a call from a help for solidarity from these uh, you know we, c- we can only say they were heroic labor organizers given their earlier winning struggle and the fact that after five six years of being unemployed they were still fighting for their rights and then you decided to um, look for international solidarity within other Ansel uh, factories and um, you've basically found that the conditions in many other um, factories in the region are just as bad if not even worse than in Sri Lanka. That's right and in the region and in particular in this in this particular industry of glove making and the personal protective industry, a personal the PPE um, uh, you know manufacturing uh, industry. So just one example of that, like it's it's actually an obscenity that um, these people are doing work which is essential to keeping millions of people safe or safer from um, the effects of COVID-19. The biggest outbreak of COVID-19 in Malaysia last year, the biggest outbreak was, in, was centred on uh, top glove factories. They're a major supplier to Ansel. They're the world's biggest glove maker. So... The workers who are actually working incredibly long hours on low pay to keep the world safe were actually, uh, like some thousands of them, caught COVID. At least one migrant worker from Nepal um, uh, died from the effects of that. Of course, the long-term effects are are there as well. So it's just, um, you know, it's certainly got the interest of, um, you know, many unionists in Australia, around unions in Melbourne and so on, that, um, well, hang on, all of this stuff just turns up in a cardboard box um, and people have been pretty interested, the health unions especially, have been pretty interested to find out um, some of the detail of the conditions under which that PPE is made. So, And then the next task, of course, is trying to work out, OK, what does, um, what does solidarity look like and consist of in this case? Well, you've um, really um, taken the, the question of my, of my mouth, uh, Jerome, because uh, we know there's uh, terrible exploitation in so many parts of the world. But um, So what are we doing about it? How are we uh, creating this um, global solidarity front? 
Well, it's been uh, one step at a time, I suppose. So uh, back in January, there was an online public meeting that was well attended from um, unionist activists, workers from Sri Lanka, Australia, Malaysia, um, around the world, um, just talking about these issues. We've had um, like a bunch of unions in Melbourne um, just as an, as an initial step, including the Nurses' Union, Trades Hall, uh, Victorian Allied Health Professionals Association, Rail, Tram and Bus Union, have all signed on to an open letter to Ansel, uh, calling them out, basically, and saying, you know, some basic demands to clean up their supply chain, stop hiding behind outsourced supply chains and to reinstate or compensate these 11 workers. So, obviously, unions should have a major role to play in tackling issues of debt bondage, of health and safety and so on, which are endemic in the industry. So the fact that Ansel are still refusing to reinstate or compensate these 11 union leaders, um, you know, shows how little commitment they've got to union rights. So there's been some basic awareness. There's been some coverage in um, uh, Victorian Trades or Council puts out a, a megaphone, um, you know, newsletter. Uh, we've had some stuff in that. Uh, the Nurses' Union has picked it up. Uh, there's a video available that we'll try to get around a bit more, but um, I hear that several hundred Nurses' Union delegates um, took a look at that video um, explaining what's happening in the PPE industry and with Ansel in particular uh, just a couple of weeks ago at their annual conference and passed a motion in solidarity with the workers in Ansel Supply Chain and in particular with the Sri Lankan union leaders. So then the next step is... Um, um, on August the 14th, if uh, listeners want to put that date aside. Uh, so Saturday, August the 14th at 6pm Melbourne time. Uh, we're having another Zoom meeting. And this time we'll, uh, we'll be having speakers from each part of the PPE supply chain. Um, so from the rubber plantations to the factories to distribution, hopefully to final use, as well as hearing from Andy Hall, who is an extremely effective and well-known uh, advocate for international uh, migrant workers and the whole question of bonded labour. He's a real wealth of information, so and he's agreed to speak as well. So, um, anyway, little steps, and we'll see where we end up. Uh, for the moment, we're um, just trying to create as much awareness among union circles and so on that... Um, um, no, I un understand that, yeah. uh, Jerome, and, and it's obvious that uh, you know you're fighting against global companies like uh, Ansel, who have uh, incredible power, and then you're up, uh, you know, against governments like in Malaysia and Sri Lanka, which uh, are not necessarily worker friendly. And um, I mean, it's great that you know from just a little explanation you've given about this um, uh, public meeting coming up on uh, August 14, is that you're really trying to interlink and connect all the steps of, of how uh, these companies um, super exploit workers at, at all steps of, of the chain of production. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think anyone listening to this show would be under the illusion that information by itself is going to change anything, but I think an important first step towards, uh, you know, talking about meaningful solidarity action is um, workers in each stage of the supply chain from initial production through manufacturing to final use, having an idea of the conditions under which each other work and um, being able to have a discussion about, um, okay, how do we actually support each other in our struggles? So that's pretty much where we're up to. It's And it's, yeah, like... It, 
One of the interesting things for me, just you know, doing bits and pieces on this campaign over the last few months, is this model of um, guest workers or migrant workers, which is absolutely entrenched in Malaysia, and uh, it's a very effect. It's a very tough business model for unions to crack. Um, and interested people might have seen in The Age this week and in The Monthly, they've got a long story, which is well worth a read, about extremely similar arrangements um, right here in Victoria at uh, Midland Meats down in Warrnambool, where Chinese workers are paid up to $70,000 to get a job and then are effectively bonded to Midland Meats uh, for four years with the uncertain promise of a visa perhaps at the end of it, which hasn't worked out. So it's it's a it's a business model which is um, you know becoming more and more entrenched That's, in Australia over the last couple of decades. Yes. So any yeah, I, I totally agree. efforts we can make in terms of the PPE supply chain, I think we can learn some useful lessons to apply here as well, I hope. No, no, I think the very true words there, Jerome's, and we've got to go. But yes, and I think the the reason that this model, as you've described, is coming to Australia is because it's actually worked for the for the companies all over the world and has created mega profits. So just very quickly before we finish, Jerome, if people want to get more information, want to get involved, what's their contact um, uh, details? Look, probably the easiest thing for people to do is to contact Australia Asia Worker Links. Like a, a bunch of unions have, have picked it up to some extent, um, the nurses' union especially, but um, probably easiest um, for people listening if they just message the Australia Asia Worker Links Facebook page. I'm not sure that we've quite got the details up yet on the um, the public meeting on August. No, but, uh, but the video but is up there as the first um, item. Yeah, so people no. can uh, keep general track of the campaign that way and message the page if they you know want more information or or want to get involved in some way all right, um, right. all right yeah. Jerome we've really um, um, gone almost over time I've got about 20 seconds left so sorry about that it, you were just a bit too interesting to stop you so thank you very much and that uh, will certainly keep abreast of this uh, really important campaign thanks Pierre. no worries all, all the best and uh, you were listening to Jerome Small, who's a labour activist and campaigning um, and linking up workers uh, working in the um, Ansel production chain all over the world, making PP um, products and um, getting um, labour rights back to dismissed uh, workers in Sri Lanka. So contact Australia Asia Worker Links to get more information about put on your diary August 14th for that public meeting. But that's really all that we've got time for Asia Pacific Currents this week. We'll be back next week. APC is brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio. My name is Pierre Morrow. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned to Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.